If you would, open your Bibles today to Hebrews chapter 12. The last couple of weeks have been a very roller coaster ride for me. Uh, the, the last couple of weeks have been. Uh, if you know anything about me at all, you know that there's, there's two things that I'm very passionate about. I'm, I, I, I like dogs and I like horses. And uh, fr- two weeks ago, Friday, I had to lay down the, my dog that I've had for 14 years. Uh, just gotten old and, and didn't want to see him suffer no more and, you know, just had to do what had to be done. And then last Sunday afternoon after church, uh, I had to put down a horse of mine that was would have been a year old uh, in May. Uh, I only had him a three or four different uh, couple of months, about three or four months, and we had to lay him to rest. And so that was a, a really roller coaster week for me. I lost two things that are very dear to me. But Wednesday, God answered a great big prayer. Uh, five years ago, my wife was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Five years ago, that happened. We had a heart attack. She was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, and then we went to the doctor on Wednesday, and whoo, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> went to the doctor on Wednesday, and uh, the cancer doctor come in and said, your CAT scan is clear. You've been cancer-free for five years now. There's no reason for you to come and see me anymore. So we give glory to all the glory to God because as we began to pray, we just asked that, that God, everything be okay. God, we, didn't, we wasn't asking for him to remove it. We was just asking for a good report. And God done far more than what we asked for. And, 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 and I just want to let you know this morning, that's the type of God that we serve this morning. We serve a God that cares about your every need, that has the best in store for you. And He answers your prayers, not according to your will, but according to His. And for that this morning, I just praise Him because after the, after the week I had, man, uh, the, to get that news really made me feel very good because... Uh, uh, the dog didn't really bother me that bad. i just be honest with you. I had a little bit better. Well, was able to prepare myself for the loss of my dog, but my horse has really made it rough on me this week. I, I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, uh, I miss going to the barn and, and tending to him and taking care of him and, and stuff like that, but uh, that ain't the reason why I'm here this morning. Uh, I'm here with you this morning because Brother Nick has traveled to Kentucky to be with the group that's going to be going on the marriage retreat. They were meeting with them today, and Brother Kevin is in Gatlinburg. He had a, uh, a work trip to Gatlinburg, and he should be coming back sometime today, so we want to remember them in your prayers as they're traveling this morning. Uh, if you would, turn to your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to be looking at one little verse this morning. And the title of today's message is, Unload Your Baggage. And let's look at this. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it reads this. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight 
and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You may be seated. My dear loving and gracious Heavenly Father, Father, Lord God, once again, Lord, Lord, thank you for coming through. Lord, thank you for, for allowing things to just work the way they're supposed to. And Father God, I thank you for that. And Father God, as I stand before your people today, Lord, I pray that, Lord, that you hide me behind the cross. Lord, that the words will be spoken, Lord, to, Lord that it will be spoken to edify your body. Lord, to grow your body, Lord, and, and to allow their faith to increase, Lord, and, and allow them to be set free from, from any bondage, Lord, that holds them back from being what they need to be for you. And, Father God, we're going to give you all the praise and the glory and honor for it all. Lord, we need you to show up this hour. Lord, may your spirit fill this place, and may your spirit speak through me today. And, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I put this study together, been about three months ago, I began to, to uh, have you ever found yourself moving, 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 and working, 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 but not feeling like you didn't get anything accomplished or anything done? Uh, that makes me very nervous when that happens to me. I'm, I'm constantly a man that, that wants to know what God wants me to do. And, and when he goes silent for me and I feel like I, I'm doing, doing, doing and nothing's being accomplished, I get very, very nervous. And there was a point in time in my life that, that I felt like the wheels were turning and nothing was getting done. I was racing this race of faith, but I just wasn't getting anywhere. And I sat down one afternoon in my, in my office back there in the back of the house and, and said, God, you're going to have to speak to me. I've got to see what's going on. And, 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 and this lesson right here, I hope and pray that you understand it's something that you've got to self-evaluate yourself. This is something that, that I can't point it out to you and say this is what you need to do. This is something that you're going to have to apply to your life and you're going to have to self-evaluate where you are with God. And that is something hard for us as believers to do sometimes is to ask God and self-evaluate. Is there anything that I have in my life that don't need to be there? There are times that, that in this race of faith, that it, this, this race with faith is not for the weak of heart. This is just a race of endurance. Listen, it ain't important that you finish first. The most important thing is that you finish this race. And this morning, I believe through, through this study that God has given me that we are running a race of faith with stuff that is holding us back to be able to reach the full potential that God has in store. I don't believe that I, was the, I am the only one that struggled with this particular thing. And we're going to look at some of these this morning. And some of these that we're going to look at when the Bible said for us, to lay aside every weight and sin. I began to ask myself a question. The sin that, that, that is out there, the sin that I deal with, the sin that, that, that keeps coming up when I pray, that I feel like that, you know what, it's just a little sin. It, it's not that big of a deal. Nobody knows about it but me and God. These sins that, that keep coming up 
over and over and over again that I was unwilling to deal with. They, I thought they were little things. I thought that they wasn't important. And I become, I walk in my life that God says, you know what, Kirby, before you can get past this point, you got some stuff you got to deal with. Listen, you either bring it to the light and deal with it, or I'm going to bring it to the light for you, and then you're going to be humiliated through the whole people. Everybody, everybody's going to see your sin. Well, it did, when God revealed that to me, it didn't take me long to want to get stuff right with God. And one of the hindrances, these are things that I really believe that sin hinders our relationship. And sin hinder, the hinders of sin is poor self-image. You know, we think that we're not good enough. We think that, that uh, I, 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 I'm not where I need to be with God and, and it affects our poor our self-image. We, we feel defeated. Our attitude feels defeated. We feel have feelings of rejection like we don't belong. There are so many people that I talk to in churches all across this country or churches that I get a chance to go into and they just feel like they don't feel part of the church. That sin will cause you to have feelings of rejection. The hinders of sin is, uh, is, is perfectism. Man, I, I'm one of them per people that I want to do everything perfect. It's got to be perfect for me. I, I'm hard to satisfy. I, I, I'm, 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 I want everything to be perfect. And, and, and the hinders of sin will cause you to, to want to have perfectism. Uh, a, failure, a fear of failure. One of the things that sin does, sin gives you a fear of failure. Sin hinders you. It allows you. Nobody sets out to fail. But listen, not every one of us are perfect. We're all going to fail. And sin, because of our fear of failure, we will not do things because we're scared of what the outcome may be. We're scared of failure. Hinders of sin is procrastination. Man, that was a big one for me. Put off things. Oh, it, 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 put it off to tomorrow. Put it off tomorrow. Put it off tomorrow. I'll deal with this tomorrow a little bit better time when, when I need to. Lack of self-control, that was another one that was hard for me. Uh, I began to, to have lack of self-control. A lack of concentration. Man, I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around what was going on. I just knew that God had, had become silent for me and I just couldn't get there. And I didn't know why. I couldn't concentrate. I began to have a negative attitude. Being negative about, well, just this, 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 this. A suspicious attitude. And this is the one that really affected me a lot. Indecision. I couldn't make a decision. Because one of the things, I was scared of failure. My inability to make decisions. I had, I had wife and kids and people at work that were looking for me to make decisions, and I was scared to death to make decisions. I wouldn't make decisions. Well, we'll just put that off till a further time. Any one of these things that we talked about, it hinders our relationship. Go to the next slide, brother. It hinders our relationship three ways. It hinders our relationship with God. It hinders our relationship with each other. And it also hinders your relationship with yourself. 
And I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I don't need those kind of hindrances in my life. There are enough hindrances of this world that I don't need the sin that's in my life to be hindering my relationship with God. I don't need the sin that's in my life to be hindering my relationship with other people, my wife, my kids, you. And I don't need that stuff to be hindering my relationship with myself. And that's what sin does. Sin will keep you further than you're willing to stay. It'll keep you longer than you're willing to stay. It'll take you further than you're willing to go. And it'll cost you in the end more than you're willing to pay. It will. So it affects your relationship. And I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but when it goes to hinder my relationship with God, it affects me a lot. Because let me tell you something. I kind of had a, a very bad attitude about the relationship with others. I kept thinking... Well, maybe they need to get their self right with God. It wasn't my fault. Maybe they need to get their self right with God. You know? So I wasn't really concerned about my relationship with others until God revealed it that it's hindering my relationship with Him. And it was affecting my race of faith with Him. Let's look at the what sin does. How does it entangle? He says for us to... Lay aside the weight of sin which so easily ensnares us. So easily ensnares us. These are things that, that are come up when you're in prayer. Seeking God that's coming up that, that a lot of times that, that I wouldn't deal with. Unforgiveness was something that entangles us. A critical spirit, jealousy, uh, entangle you. Greed. This is one that I had a hard time swallowing. Pride. Pride was entangling me, was keeping me from, from being and reaching that, continuing to race that race of faith. Deceit, one that likes to lie. Lust, a desire to, out of a control, an un, uh, unbelief entangles us. Anger, anger entangles us. Bitterness, slander, love of money, and idolatry. Anything before God. These kind of sins Keep that they ensnare, they entangle us, they keep us. It's like running with something wrapped around your feet. Or uh, I've been seeing, been going to the gym now for a couple of months now, and and they got this uh, this uh, ladder. I think is what they call it. This ladder, and I've been watching these people. They run these ladder, and they doing real fast. And I thought about doing that, and I said, knowing my luck, I would get my feet tangled up in that thing, and I would fall. Because this little bit squares and you got to be really quick and, and quick on your feet. And uh, since I turned 40 years old, I'm not near as quick and as light as I used to be. And so, uh, but I see these people doing that. And that's sin, that's what sin does to us, brothers and sisters. It entangles us. It stops you. It constantly, you ever keep tired of failing? You get tired of every time you get up, you get up and you fall back down. 
You get up and you go a little bit further and you fall back down. Well, that sin that's entangling us, that's trying to keep us from getting to the point that God wants us to be. And I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but it bothered me when I would come so entangled that I wasn't getting anywhere. I wasn't getting anywhere. I was just constantly failing and, 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 and God went quiet on me. And it bothered me. It's a sin that so easily ensnares us. Because see, we're very guilty about categorizing sin. Well, at least I'm not doing blank. At least I'm not doing this. Or I'm, uh, you see what they're doing? You see what they're doing? But listen, what you're doing is just as bad because God says if you, see, if you broke any of them, you broke all of them. But see, we're guilty about categorizing sin and say, well, at least I'm not that. Or at least I'm not this. When deep down inside, you know, I had a sin in my life that wouldn't bother nobody but me. But it was affecting my relationship with my wife, my kids. It was effect, affecting my relationship with God. But it was a sin that nobody knew about but me. See, and, and I promise you, I'm not the only one that has that in my life. I promise you, I'm not the only one. I'm here to give you a warning this morning. Don't allow sin to ensnare you, to entangle you, to keep you from reaching that full potential that God's got for you. Because listen, God wants you to finish this race of faith. And I'm scared, I'm sad to tell you that not everybody that sits in this room tonight or today will probably might not make it. Because sin will ensnare them. Sin will entangle them and they will not finish the fight or race. They will get tired. They will get wore out and they won't make it. I don't know about you brothers and sisters, but that, that worries me. That bothers me when, when I have things in my life that, listen, don't need to be there and God's trying to show me something, but I'm unwilling to deal with it. That I'm unwilling to deal with it in order to get where God wants me to be. And listen, it's been many a days that I've stood before you. Having things in my life that didn't need to be there that you didn't know about. But listen, God did. And you can hide things from other people, brothers and sisters. But let me tell you something, you can't hide it from God. Amen. God's got something big in store for you. God wants you to finish this race. But he don't want you to do it with baggage. He wants to set you free from that this morning. Listen to this. This is the consequences of sin. You don't think sin is costly? You don't think sin is costly? Look at this right here. Sin is distracting. Sin will cause your mind to be divided. Sin gets us off track. Sin drains our energy. It slows our pace. It causes you to stumble. It will disqualify you. And brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. It's very destructive in your life if you don't deal with it. It's very destructive in your life. You don't think sin's got consequences? Keep dealing with it and see if any of these things don't happen to you. Because there ain't a single one of these good. But listen, when you're unwilling to deal with it, this is your warning. 
This is what's going to happen to you. You're going to be distracted. You're going to have a divided mind. You're going to get off track. You're going, your energy is going to be drained. You're going to get tired of spinning your wheels and not getting anywhere that you're probably going to quit. It's going to slow your pace that you feel like, I don't know if I'm ever going to make it or not. It's going to cause you to stumble. You're going to get tired of falling down. And you may fall down and not get back up because you're tired of it. It's going to disqualify you. And that's the sin that, listen, disqualification is a sin that, that affects a lot of believers because they become disqualified. And listen, it's destructive. It's many families that get destroyed because they was unwilling to deal with a sin in their life. And it destroyed them. It destroyed the families. It destroys churches today because there's sin in our churches that gets destruction. So I asked myself the question. All right, God, you showed me all this stuff. You showed me all this stuff. What do I do now? How do I handle this sin? The first thing I had to do, I had to admit it was sin. Go to the next side, Bubba. I had to admit that it was sin. And that was one of the hardest things I did because I felt like some of that stuff wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, Lord. It ain't nobody but between you and I. It's not that bad. And I had to admit that it was sin. Listen, the other part I didn't like about it, and I think this is one of the things that our country is becoming, uh, getting away from, is I had to take responsibility for it. You know what? I had to take responsibility for it. It was in my life, so I had to deal with it. I had to pay for the consequences of it. I had to, pay, to be, take responsibility for it. Nobody wants to be responsible for themselves anymore. Nobody wants to be held accountable for their actions anymore. Everybody just wants to do what makes them feel good or, or whatever makes them happy. Listen, you've got to take responsibility for it in your life. Because if I didn't take responsibility for it and admit it that I had a problem, you know what, I, I, I don't know that I would have made it. And after I admitted that it was sin and I was willing to take responsibility for it in my life, I had to make a definite decision. Listen to this statement right here. A definite decision to deal with it. You know, I could have, I could have admitted it and, and, and took responsibility for it and went on my merry little way, but I had to make a definite decision that I need to deal with this. This keeps coming up in my prayer life. This keeps coming up in my Bible studies. I need to deal with this. This is something that I need to take place, need to, to get rid of so that I can, can move past this mark and, and get to where God wants me to be. Continue striving towards that. I had to make a definite decision. See, there are so many times that, that we, 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 we know these decisions that need to be made, but we just, we don't, we just say, okay, that's something I need to deal with. I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. Make a definite decision that says, I'm going to deal with this today so that I don't have to continue to deal with these issues anymore. That's how we handle it. Listen, how do we overcome it? The symptom is to deal with it. Listen, the remedy is easy. 
Lay it aside. He says, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that's set before us. Listen, lay it aside. You're trying to run a race this morning, brothers and sisters, with a weight that's keeping you from being what God wants you to be. You're being entangled. You're being snared. And you're trying your best to get there. And there's something that's holding you back, like his kettlebell. Listen, in all the races that I've ever raced, I've never seen a runner with a backpack on their back. Listen, it's hard for me to do something when I'm ensnared. It's hard for me to be what God wants me to be when I'm dragging this weight behind me, trying to get there. Listen, this walk of faith, it's hard enough as it is, brothers and sisters. The last thing you and I need is this stuff that we've got to drag around and tote with us to get there. You know what? I can make it a little ways with this weight. But listen, it's going to come to a point that I can't go no further. The hills that i got to climb, I can't climb them with this stuff dragging around. I can't climb them when my hands are shackled. But i got to lay it aside. And i got to say, God, you got to take this from me. Lord, i got to deal with this because I'm getting nowhere. I'm getting nowhere. This statement right here has really come to play in my life a whole lot. Discipline, not desire, that will determine your outcome to overcome. Discipline. Listen, I turned 40 years old this year. And I was just to go to have to go to a 40 gene. And I wasn't too happy about it. I told my wife, listen, just because I turn 40 doesn't mean that I'm fixing to go to a 40 blue jean. It's hard enough to find blue jeans that are 38 by 38. You know, to go to a 40 to 38, I was not going to be bigger around than I was tall. So I made a decision. Listen, we're fixing to go to the gym, and we're going to start working out. We're going to do some things different. Listen, that first workout that I went through, oh, Lord, let me tell you, to get up the next day, just to get up out of bed and go do the easy things, to go to the bathroom, oh, my Lord, I don't know if this is going to be worth it or not, man, I, them, them zebra cakes are looking good, baby, let me tell you. I love me some zebra cakes in a refrigerator, especially them new rolls that they got. Listen, but I had to discipline myself. Listen, to have to get up and go work out, to get up and overdo the pain. Listen, this pain that hurt, man, the first day it was tough. You know, second day, well, let me go see if I can work this pain out of me. Man. I began to hurt in another place that I didn't know could hurt. The third day, hurt a little bit more. And I thought, man, is there ever going to be an end of this? Is this going to be worth it? But let me tell you something. In all the hurt and pain that I went through, in the first, after I'd done it a week, I went and I stepped on the scales. 
and I seen it, I was two pounds lighter. Just two pounds. I thought, you know what? Man, this was worth it. That's two pounds. Went the next week, two more pounds. Man, that's good. I like it. I mean, no more hurt, no more pain. Went the next week, four pounds. All right. Well, the guy at the gym decides, you know what? You need to go over here on this other side and work out. You got this side down packed. You need to go over on this other side. I said, okay. Well, he puts me through this work. He says, can you come tomorrow? It's on Friday. I said, sure. So I go there, and he puts me through this workout. The closest to death I think I've ever been. <laughs> hey, literally, literally, he had me on this weight, and he kept asking me, are you okay? And I said, yeah, because I, listen, I was going to overcome this pain that I was having. I was hurting. He put me through one more workout. Are you okay? Yeah. Well, I went and done two more workouts behind this one, and that, that, I was on one, and I was laying down on it. Boy, I was really pumping this iron, and I realized, listen, if I pass out right here, this ain't going to be a good place. There's <laughs> too much stuff to hurt me. So I got off that machine and sat down. But listen, discipline. If I had a desire to, to get a little bit better fit and lose a little bit of weight, listen, it was going to take some dis discipline. Because I love to eat. I love to eat, brothers and sisters. I love to eat. You know, when we sit at the table and eat, it's just one, just one pork chop left. Ain't no need of putting that in the refrigerator. I just go ahead and finish that off. You know, it's hard to do that now. Just eat enough that I'm full. But listen, the benefit of it has been great. I've lost 12 pounds in five weeks. Listen, instead of having to go up a pant size, I'm probably going to have to go down a pant size. But listen, it takes discipline, not desire. Listen, you all, it ain't a doubt in my mind that every one of you have got a desire in your heart that you want to be everything that God wants you to be. If you didn't, you wouldn't be here today. I promise you that. you got a desire to be what God wants you to be. But listen, discipline. Your discipline is keeping you from being, having that desire to overcome. Your discipline is keeping you there. Because listen, it's hard to get up and study your Bible. To lay down at night and pray before you go to bed because you're tired. It takes discipline. Listen, it takes discipline to get rid of this stuff that keeps, from, from, keeps holding you back. That keeps you from reaching your full potential. Or what God has in store for you. It takes discipline. A desire to do it with no action, you will not overcome it. You will not overcome it. And as our band comes this away, listen, you will not overcome it if you're unwilling to discipline yourself. It takes discipline. Listen, and discipline hurts. Discipline is not easy. Discipline is not easy. And listen, discipline hurts us at times in our life because we got to deal with stuff that don't, we don't want to deal with. It's tough. But listen, in order to race this race of faith, in order to make sure you finish, that you don't get tired and quit, you know what? This morning, you need to let these chains... Get off of you.
you need these shekels to come off. You need to get rid of the weight that is holding you back from reaching the full potential that God wants for you. Because listen, God ain't even worried about you finishing first, but God wants you to finish. And the last thing we need is to have sin in our life that hinders us from reaching that point. Because listen, this, is, this walk is not for the faint of heart. This walk is tough. And I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I got tired of walking that same old road that I was on. I got tired of it. And I wanted to do something about it. This morning, I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do about it? Is there anything that you have in your life that you need to get rid of? Don't be shameful for it. But deal with it. Lay it aside, as they say. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice and the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. It's a better life. There's a better life. You got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. search for the light of day in the dead of night we all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight we all run to things we know just ain't right there's a better life there's a better life if you got pain testify the only one has ever been broken free if you believe it been set free from that bondage is there sin in your life that you can be set free from somebody testify you have that relationship with Jesus Christ that you can run this race of faith Freedom, a saving, 
Hey, this is a hard sermon. This was a hard lesson for me to learn in my life. It wasn't easy. But listen, man, does it feel so easy for him to allow him to break those chains that allows me to be able to run this race and continue this race and to get rid of the things that, that didn't need to be there in my life. So awesome to feel. Listen, if you don't remember anything else about this sermon or this, this lesson, remember discipline, not desire, that would determine your outcome to overcome. Discipline. Listen, God's got something great in store for you. And uh, don't allow things that you have in your life that don't need to be there to keep you from reaching that potential. Keep you from reaching what God has in store for you.